What's up, Food Truck Journey Podcast family? My name is Joshua Black. This is episode number 11. Today, we're talking about three things you gotta know and be aware of when building your own food truck. Hit it! All right, family, what's going on? Buckle up. Episode 11, it's here. We got 10 episodes done. Let me say this, it's not easy because I'm still building out this thing. I just got it inspected, passed with flying colors. I'm gonna do an episode about that because the stress that came along with getting this thing ready just for inspection, oh my goodness. Especially when you're building it out yourself, it's a whole different experience opposed to having it custom made and people, you know, the builders giving you the paperwork and you just passing the paperwork on to the inspector and everything is fine. No, 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 no. It's a whole different ball game. And we're going to have an episode dedicated to getting your truck inspected. But this episode, this episode is about the top three things that you need to be aware of. <laughs> when building out your own food truck and I'm talking about if you have a food truck a food cart a food buggy a mobile anything anything that you have to build out to gain inspection for to pass and this is applicable applicable to any state anywhere it doesn't matter because these are things that are relevant to any food truck food trailer food buggy food cart food, mobile, business, anything. All right. Now, let me say this. I'm giving you three. Now, please be aware. There are dozens of things that you need to be mindful of that bring like a certain level of frustration when putting your truck together. I could have talked about the floors. I could have talked about, you know, so many things, the water, the plumbing. There's so many things. But I'm going to give you three things that I found to be very frustrating, you know, uh, in this process of building up the truck. Now, as you know, I have a trailer. I just refer to it as a food truck and I include food trucks, trailers, carts. I just call them all a food truck. You know, just to make things simple. So these three things, in, in my instance, is a trailer. I have a trailer. So just a little quick catch you guys up in case you this is your first time listening. I built my trailer from scratch. Like I did the plumbing, the electric, um, the floors, the walls, the water heater, everything. Okay, everything I, I did, everything, bought all the equipment, did all the installation, all of that stuff, right? So that's a little background. So when I say build your own food truck, I'm talking about building it from scratch. Now this is important for even those those guys who have their food truck or trailer custom built, it's still good to know what it takes, what all is involved so you'll know things to look for. You know, there there's things that you may be able to cut cost when someone's doing it for you in materials this is just some good stuff to know so i'm going to give you my top three i should have called this episode the top three frustrating things when building your food truck i I might just still call it that but i'm going to give you these (laughs) i'm gonna give you my three and and they're in no order of like one is it more frustrating than the other it's all frustrating at the end of the day it's all frustrating 
it's like it's a beautiful struggle i refer to this building of this food truck and getting everything ready and as the beautiful struggle because there's so much involved and and when you're struggling through it's not fun all the time but when you get it done or you accomplish a certain task it is so rewarding and i can't even imagine what it's going to be like the day when i actually sell something on from the truck you know that day is probably going to be magical but for right now we're still in the building process because my truck is not on the street yet it's going through the process of getting to the street and i'm going to take you guys through all of that but today i'm going to talk about three things that i think will help you if you're building your food truck yourself if you're having someone build it for you or if you're just like sitting on the sidelines waiting for the day to start building your truck or you're even not even sure if this is what you want to do that's what we're talking about today i'm gonna give you my my top three not even my top three i'm just going to give you three things to be super mindful of that i found extremely um, frustrating when going through the process all right so here we go in no particular order let's start with number one the walls i know now i'm talking about the walls because you have to understand when i had my tra my trailer was built from nothing well I got the trailer and if you anyone has been looking at a trailer or you have a trailer you know it just comes with wooden walls wooden walls wooden floors that's it now the ceiling was done um so that was a blessing wooden walls wooden floors and and then as you know in a food truck you can't have any exposed wood that's that's the deal you can't have any exposed wood now i'm a total novice See, i don't have or I still don't, I don't have like a food truck mentor <laughs> or like I, there is no food truck school. You know what? That might be an idea. Well, anyway, I digress. There is no food truck school. There's no food truck mentor. There's no um, food truck guru that answers all questions. You're kind of like in this on your own, just figure it out. You know, so here's the deal. At first, of course, from all the pictures I've seen, everyone has this beautiful stainless steel. And that is what I wanted. I said, oh, I'm going to do stainless steel. But I quickly found out that stainless steel is super expensive. This is not sh cheap. I'm talking about a sheet of stainless steel could set you back a hundred, maybe even more than a hundred bucks. And I have a 20 foot trailer. So that's a lot of hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, that it's just a lot of money. And um, just a little bit more background about my story. See, I have no budget. I have no money. I'm not, see, I'm not coming from a family that I can go around and do like a seed round and People end up giving me ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. I collect from the family. That that's not that wasn't going to happen. Nor do I have this huge savings account or this tr or some trust fund that I can just grab or tap into my four hundred one k. No, I'm talking about zero money. I'm talking about when you look at your bank account and there's zero money in there, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to start building my food truck. How do you do it? That was what I was up against. So what I did was I would drive Uber. I drive Uber to get the money I need to do whatever it is. So if I needed, if I had went the route of getting the uh, stainless steel sheets for the wall, I would have drove Uber for each sheet. 
So if I needed three sheets, I would drive until I get like two or three hundred bucks, then go buy the sheets and put on the wall and, and, you know, do the wall and build it out with that. Well, I didn't do that because that was just too much money. I said there had to be a better solution. So what I did was I started looking at some of the other um, some of my uh, some of the commercial restaurants in my area. There's one place called Wawa, which is a convenience store and it's super, super popular. And I kind of use the concept of Wawa in my truck. Wawa sells sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. It's open 24 hours, extremely popular to sell coffee and all that good stuff. But anyway, I looked around. Two things that I noticed in Wawa, no stainless steel. They're making sandwiches, serving soups, and they're make break, baking bread. And they had no stainless steel except for their appliances. Like, you know, the refrigerator was stainless steel, their oven was stainless steel, that sort of thing. But the walls weren't. So that immediately told me that there is a material that is code worthy that will pass code that's not stainless steel. All right. So I started doing some investigating, trying to find out what it was. The only way I would do that is to ask them and the employees working in the Wawa store. They don't know. So I was like, what could it be? I said, I know it can't be just for Micah. So one day, one day I was at a restaurant supply store. Just I do this a lot. Just kind of like looking around, trying to get a sense of what I'm going to need for my food. I might not even buy anything, but I'm kind of like cruising the aisles trying to get a familiar because I don't come from a restaurant background I don't have a food background none of that you know I'm just trying to get involved and find some understanding of this business this food business so I come to find out that I still was like what is this stuff so one day I went to the bathroom and in a um I was I went to the bathroom and I was in a um what was it? I was in, I forget, a supermarket. Oh, I, I was at the Restaurant Depot. I don't know if all you guys have a Restaurant Depot, but I was in a Restaurant Depot. I go into the, to the bathroom. I look at the walls and they have this stuff. It looks like plastic, but I know it's not plastic. And I'm looking at the edges and I'm looking at, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this is the stuff. I didn't, I had no idea what this stuff was, right? No idea. I'm not on any um, food truck Facebook groups. I, I wasn't this. This was before any of that. I'm on a few now, but before that, I had no idea. All right. So to make a long story short, I found I find out that, oh, that's it's called FRP fiberglass reinforced plastic. Answer to my prayers. So I try to figure out where can I find this stuff? I ended up at a Home Depot. Voila. There it is. But right next to it, now this is when you, you this is when you're being a little bit too cheap, and I was. Now this FRP for short, fiberglass reinforced plastic, is about thirty dollars a sheet, thirty maybe thirty two dollars a sheet. But then right next to it is something. It looks very similar, and it's about ten dollars less. And I'm like, oh, why don't I just I'll just grab that. Well, of course the FRP which is what I should have bought the first time. Now that stuff is really thick. It's not very, it's not very pliable. I mean, it's hard to handle to be honest with you. And and you have to cut that with a saw and we'll talk about the type of saw you should use for that FRP. Um, opposed to like a utility knife. 
Now, the stuff that was right sitting next to it that was about $10 less for a four by eight sheet, that was only $20. Now, of course, since I have no money, you know, I'm, I'm totally broke. I'm doing this with zero budget. I said, okay, I'm gonna get the $20 stuff. It seems similar enough. Well, that was my first mistake. Sometime going the cheapest way <laughs> can cost you more money. Now, let me explain. So I get some of this stuff, right? $20 a sheet. I'm super excited. I buy five sheets. I start putting up on my walls before you know it. I get the whole truck done in this $20 stuff. It, it looks great until until one day it was like really hot, it really humid. Now, you put this stuff up with liquid nails that, and it looked great. You know, I was like, oh, yes. And then what I did was I did splurge on the edging. I got like on their angles. So it's like a stainless steel angle. And I did that. So it's this beautiful white with these angles on it. I screwed. I'm like, yes, this looks great. Until the day that it was like super hot and humid. And this stuff started to bow and buckle and look like it was percolating just it became wavy to make a long story short it was just the wrong stuff the wrong stuff so that was a lesson that probably cost me a few hundred bucks right because i ended up having to take it all down and then go back and then when you take it down it's totally ruined it's just you just throw it away you know because i had glue on one side so now I'm out the cost of these sheets I put up and I'm also out the cost of the glue that I had to put the sheets up and then also out of my, my time that it took me to do do that work. Because eventually I had to take it all down, go back to the Home Depot, buy the correct FRP stuff, come back, cut it up. And, and this FRP, I'm thankful that my brother gave me what's called a Dremel, which is a hand. It's like a it's a palm saw. I don't even know what, how you call these things, but it's so agile and so easy to handle with one hand. And it's it cuts really simple, a nice fine blade that I got from Amazon for $8. And I cut that thing up. I put up the new FRP and voila, there it was. Beautiful. It, it's not affected by heat. It's, it's at least 50% of the cost of stainless steel is something I could put up with just a basic tool. You know, I had, I, I got my liquid nails. Now, one thing I will suggest when doing this, if you're putting up your own walls and stuff. Now, this is another thing, a lesson I learned I want to pass on to you. Just go ahead and buy a big bucket of liquid nails. Liquid Nails FRP. They have a Liquid Nails that is made specifically for FRP. I didn't know this because I don't have a food truck mentor. But I'm here to be your food truck mentor and tell you so you can save time and money and effort because the energy, the time, and the money that I spent doing the wrong thing, thinking I'm saving a little money, it ends up costing me time, money, and effort. Um, and that effort, you can even call that energy because it, this is taking out of you mental and physical energy. It, it, this process of putting your food truck together will literally drain your mental and physical energy. 
because what it does it just occupies a space in your head that just makes you want that makes you think about how can you get this done how will you afford to get this done and 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 it can just get in your head and start eating away and all that takes energy that takes up headspace and it takes up physical energy and it starts to consume you right this whole wall thing frp no frp stainless steel how it was consuming me because it's such an important component and it is one of the pieces of the puzzle that inspection day that is something they look at that is something they physically touch that is something you need to make sure is right you can't play with this the walls you can't paint them there is no paint you have to do it the way that will pass inspection so that's number one i could talk about frp all day the type of screws you need everything but i'm not going to get into the weeds but i just want to let you know walls vitally important and don't do what i did don't try to find the cheapest route just try to find the right route that's most economical and I am here to tell you that using FRP is the most economical way that you can prepare your food truck for inspection and meets health department codes. And I'm going to tell you, that's that's going to be everywhere. I Please, guys, let me know if there's one municipality in this country that says you can have a food truck and just have wood up there something you know i would be shocked but every food department i i mean health department i have encountered and i'm dealing with philadelphia in montgomery county um, here in pennsylvania it needs to be meets needs to meet certain requirements it can't be porous it can hold germs easily wipeable um presents itself as clean and the list goes on so that's the first one let's start with frp no let's start with the walls the walls <laughs> was a center of pure frustration for me that sucked time energy and effort it just yeah so i have to chalk that up as number one the walls number two something that you need to be mindful of electric can we talk about electric for a second because i see a lot of people talking about what type of generator yes we, you you need a generator the, the more quiet your generator the better because it presents better it's a reflection on you um so yes you want a quiet generator but let's talk about the wiring and stuff like that that's the nitty-gritty stuff see when you're building out your own food truck you do all of that too put the box in the wiring that's all on you unless maybe you get your food truck and it has the wiring part god bless you that is that is awesome but for those who don't and even if it has the basic wiring with a basic outlet you still need to add more outlets your, your refrigerator might you might have equipment and that needs multiple outlets and you have to add those in but the thing that i want to talk about more specifically 
is your 12 volt system. Now, I know if you're saying like, what? What is he talking about? Please understand there are there are things on your food truck that require 12 volt energy electric. Right. And it's not as simple as you just plug it into your regular. Um, what's that? 110, 110 outlet or into your main box. And you may not want to do that anyway. And let me let me further explain. Now, I had to build out a 12 volt system. I had no idea what that was. I had to go buy a 12 volt deep cycle marine battery. Right. And they have these at if you have a Pep Boys or AutoZone or they have these right now. Initially, once again, because I didn't have a food truck mentor, I bought the wrong 12 volt battery because I didn't know that there was two. I'm going just for price. I see one for sixty dollars. I bought a one for sixty and it's like, no, 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 no. You need the one that's one hundred dollars because you need deep cycle marine. These are batteries that they're usually used on boats. Okay, so I finally get the right battery. Now, what do I do with this? All right, how do I set this up? Well, you need a circuit block. Now, for those who have a little electric background, God bless you. But for those of us where this is not our space, this is a whole learning experience. You need a circuit block because your water heater, your water pump, it may be some overhead lights little spotlights um, and even maybe some LEDs that you use to light around the truck. You don't necessarily want all you don't you want to like lessen the load on your generator as much as possible. So you want that to run separately like this stuff that I have my 12 volt system that I set up runs separately from the generator. I don't need the generator on to have hot water. You know what I mean? I don't need the generator on for my water pump to work. I don't need the generator on to turn on LED lights. I don't need the generator on to have lights on inside my truck. All right. So it lessens the burden that's put on my generator. Right. So but you have to have this 12 volt system to make that work. And you have to build it out, which takes a deep cycle marine battery. It takes a circuit block. It also takes a um switch panel i have I, I put in a six gang s switch panel i'm like really excited about that i know for those who know this stuff you're like oh whatever yep but you know what if you don't know anything about it and you see all the wiring you're like oh okay we have to figure this out now for those of you who are just going to hire an electrician god bless you you had that kind of money. That's great. But once again, my story is that I have no money. Um, anything I do, I need to go out the night before or a few nights before go drive Uber to raise the money and then go purchase it. So as far as I was concerned, hiring people to come in to fix things or for repair things or to build things was not in the foreseeable budget. All right. So when I to me, I feel super excited to say that I put in a six gang switch. Now, at the end of the day, now that it's all said and done, you're like, oh, that's not difficult whatsoever. But when you have no knowledge of how it's supposed to be done or no knowledge of what it is, and all you can do is look at YouTube to, to like patch, you know, this together with that and get an idea and you're running back and forth. Yo, you, you, you are very proud of the fact that you were able to get that done. 
All right. You're very proud to get that done. You, you become very proud when you hit a switch and your water pump actually works. And you actually get hot water because you've wired it all correctly. You become very proud of that. Right. You become very proud of when knowing that you can have all this working without using your generator. You become very, very proud of yourself, knowing that you accomplished accomplished that task. And see, what happens is that when you do something like that, it just motivates you on to the next thing. Now you're beginning to build up this kind of like um, mentality of whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out, be it plumbing, being um, electric, a 12 volt system. Every time you accomplish one thing, you're like, bring it on, bring whatever the, the next thing is. I'm going to figure it out. If I can figure out how to create this 12 volt system, the heck with that. I can figure out whatever it is that's next. If I can figure out this electric situation, I'm going to figure out whatever the next thing is. You start to build up that kind of attitude, you know, that kind of energy. But I, I, I must say this. I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, that really wasn't that hard. But at the time when you have zero knowledge, you have no idea. All you know is that this water heater and this um, water pump needs to operate off of a 12 volt battery. OK, and then you learn. <laughs> and then you learn like, okay, I got the 12 volt battery. I put the 12 volt battery onto the circuit block. I got that working together. I set up the six gang, the six gang switch that I got off of Amazon for $20. Yes, $20. I mean, the components aren't that expensive. It's just the knowledge of how they all work together and how they can work for you. That is the twist. But once you get all of that stuff, right, and then you have that, um, it's like, I don't know what it's called. I think it's a main emergency switch that switches on and off. Now, here's the other thing, you know, because you're finding, you got to figure out, okay, do I have to ground the battery? I got to ground all these. It's it's a lot. It's just once you can understand how it all come, works, it becomes a little easier. But you have to not be afraid to tackle the unknown that's the, that's what it's all about don't be afraid there is nothing in putting together a food truck that is um uh impossible for the average person to do and i am more than average i'm probably below average but and if i can do it anybody can do it that's why i'm on here to motivate others and hopefully be that food truck mentor to the person who is on the outside um, saying, oh, I want to do that, but I just don't know how. I want to help you learn how to do it with no money. All right. I'm not telling you go get five grand and let's start with five thousand. I'm talking about here's what you do when you start with zero. That's where I'm coming from. All right. So back to this 12 volt system, right? Because this is number two. The, the electrical 12 volt system is the n number two. Frust it was frustrating. And here's some of the frustrating stuff. Well, one was the fact that I had bought the wrong battery because I didn't know there's two different types of 12 volt batteries. Right. So that money spent lesson learned because you can't return batteries. So I have sitting right beside me as I'm doing this podcast as a, as a reminder, a not so gentle reminder, like, yo, th this is 
see this mistake, this $65, $70 mistake, and then remembering what you had to do to get it, how many rides it took for you to raise $65, be careful. That's what that reminder is. All right. And the other thing that I learned um, besides the battery, like you have to have battery cables. This thing takes battery cables. Now, of course, I'm cheap because I have no money. It's not that I'm cheap. It's just that I have no money, which forces you to think economically about each and every detail. Like I'm not I wouldn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything unless I would check Amazon, Walmart and my local store. And whoever had it, it could be five dollars. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that source because I have no money. There is no extra. (laughs) There's no no extra. There's no credit card. None of that. This was all cash. And my goal was to be debt free when this truck is ready. Totally debt free. No payment. No, no, no payments. No overhead as far as paying back any kind of loan for this food truck. All right. But so let's get, let me get back to the cables, right? The cables, there are battery cables. Now who would have thunk that these things are expensive? Now I know you're saying like, well, it's only Josh one kid. It was only $25 for one cable. Yeah. Yeah. That to me, that's expensive. All right. This is the level that I'm playing at. Yeah. $25 for one cable because you need four of them. All right. You need four. Now, I thought I was going to go the cheaper route and I bought cables that that you had to make yourself. Now, if anyone is somewhat familiar with this, you know, battery cable, they have the leads on the end. Now, you can buy just the cable and then you can buy the leads or you can buy the cable already together. Now, depending on where your um, battery is situated. Now, this is all important will depend on how long of a cable. The longer the cable, the more expensive. The thicker the cable, the more expensive. The thicker the cable, the better because of the current can ride through that just that just that much quicker because more room for more current in the, in those cables. So I said, oh, I'm going to buy the cables and I'll put the leads on myself and voila, I could save 30 bucks, you know, 30 overall, 30, maybe 50 bucks. Okay, so I went and bought the cable, a positive cable, a negative cable. I bought like 15 feet cables. Now this, you know, at the end of the day was like $30. I'm like $20, whatever it was. I was like, great, bought the leads. Only to come to find out now, the only way you get these leads on there, you need this tool and you got to be able to solder, which meant I would have to go out and buy a soldering gun. You know, I was like, no. So here's another lesson learned. If I had just went and bought the cables with the leads already attached, even though they cost more than if I was to create my own cable, I would have saved time, money and effort. So the way I chalk it up when I do stuff like that and I end up buying the wrong thing for the right reason, because I'm thinking I'll save a few dollars, but I chalk it up as paid education i just paid and i learned a lesson and i just paid to to learn that lesson and i'm here to share that with you so once you get to this 12 volt system and yes and you think like i'll make my own cables and if you've never done anything like that before you may not have all the equipment so i also want to say this 
just make sure that you check out thoroughly from beginning to end what it takes to do what it is you need to do every tool that you're going to need and then you calculate if it's worth you invested investing in that tool to do that job to get it done and if your level of knowledge if you're comfortable enough with your level of knowledge to get it done properly go ahead but if not just do what i should have done which was buy it pre-made that was another lesson it was so frustrating because this whole electrical thing i was like in the wilderness with it because i wasn't sure on how to make it work but i finally figured it out i got the right cables i figured it out and i was so excited i was beyond myself excited that when when it i hit that switch and it actually worked i hit that switch and the lights came on i hit that switch and my water heater come on i hit that sweet switch and my water pump worked and then hot water came out man i was so excited it was all worth it and now i know what it takes to get it done I mean, the trips back and forth to Home Depot, talking to electricians and not to say I I, I don't want to do it again, but it, it sounds crazy. I do want to do it again because I think this time I, if I was to build another food truck, I would know exactly what it takes, exactly the tools that it takes. And I'll probably cut my time in half because now I know. Now I, I, I'm my own food truck mentor. I'm my own guide. I'm my own teacher because I've, I've been through the fire to figure it out. So that's number two. All right. So quick recap. Number one thing you got to know and pay attention to is the walls. All right. Because that's something that's going to be checked during inspection. Number two is the electrical more specific more specifically the 12 volt system very very important all right now for those that oh i'm going to try to see how i can connect it all the power to my generator you may not want to do that take some of the burden off your generator it's not a lot but it's enough and then also with that 12 volt system there is a what's called i found this out too a battery tender which you can set up via solar now don't be afraid so it's not that difficult set up solar whereas though your 12 volt battery is constantly being recharged so you never it never falls below what it needs to be all right so very important the walls and the electrical more specifically the 12 volt system be mindful i'm telling you be mindful of these things all right let's move on to number three number three is equipment we're going to talk about equipment now, I want to talk about equipment in this sense, because I have all used equipment, right? What I did just to catch people up, if you don't know, I use Facebook. I bought everything except for maybe one or two things that I bought off of Craigslist. Everything is pre-owned. Everything came off of Facebook. Ninety nine percent of everything came off of uh, Facebook at restaurants who are closing or moving or what have you. Um, I got so lucky i'm just going to call it lucky that everything i needed people were actually selling now i have other people say well how did you find everything here's a little trick to game the system or the game or to understand the algorithm now on facebook marketplace once you 
put something in you're looking for, say, I remember specifically, I was looking for panini press, right? So every day, not just every day, every couple hours of every day, I would do a search for panini press, do a search, commercial panini press, commercial grill, commercial this, restaurant that, everything pertaining. I wasn't looking for sneakers. I wasn't looking for a watch or anything like that. It has to be restaurant specific. Now, what happens is that the Facebook algorithm starts to understand like, oh, this guy just wants to see restaurant stuff. So every day, all it started to feed me after that was restaurant stuff, um, refrigerators, cups, um, things pertaining to restaurants. It just kept feeding me and feeding me and feeding me. I would wake up and it'd be like three or four refrigerators and then panini presses. And then I would wake up first thing in the morning, maybe five o'clock, 530 in the morning. I would see the panini press. I would say, I can pick that up right now. You know, I would say, oh, I can pick that up today. I wouldn't say not right now. I would say I can pick that up today or I can pick it up tomorrow. Um, because I, I know that I had to go get the money, go drive Uber. And I kind of knew how long it would take to make X amount of dollars in Uber. So I would say, I see it. I, I see it on Facebook. I would contact the people immediately because I'm checking every couple hours. Cause I want to be the first one to reach out when I see a post. See, I, I bought panini, my panini press for 50 bucks, a commercial grade NFS. Is it NFS, right? NSF in NFS. <laughs> Because that's the other thing that these inspectors look for. They look for, listen, I had to submit, when you have your food truck and you have to submit the equipment that you're using, then you have to submit that if it's NFS approved, which is a commercial um, uh, certification for the equipment, showing that it is commercial grade, they want to know that. So it's important that, you can't use household stuff on your food truck. Your food truck has to have commercial grade. Now, and if you know, or maybe you don't know, commercial grade anything is just more expensive. Unless you can catch a deal. Or you catch someone sleeping not knowing what they have and they're just trying to get rid of some stuff. That's what I did. I was able to gain so much equipment. I got everything I possibly could need for my food truck plus some because I, I plan on having multiple food trucks. So if like right now I have three commercial grade um, panini presses, I have four commercial refrigerators. Now, two of them don't work. Now, we're going to talk about that right now, but that's just a matter of changing them out. But they're high quality refrigerators. They did work. I think compressor went down. We're going to talk about that right now. But m the fact that I'm trying to, well, the point that I'm trying to make is that it can be done. It can be done. You just have to be super focused and committed and consistent. You can get all the things that you need. Now, okay, let's talk about these refrigerators. Now, I bought a couple refrigerators. I have this amazing Hobart refrigerator and freezer combination that I got off of Facebook for $50. For $50. Now, I have a pickup, so I was able to go grab it, right? Um, so, but here's the thing. So, 
let me fast forward a little bit. I have all the equipment. The truck is all ready to go. I, I put in my application for inspection. They said, okay, everything sounds great. We just need to do a physical inspection. Can we do it this day? I was like, great. I go out to the food truck to just check everything, make sure everything's where it needs to be. You know, one of the things is they want to make sure that those refrigerators are up to temperature. Now, I didn't know this when buying a refrigerator. I'm just thinking, oh, the, refriger the refrigerator works. I'm great. But later I come to find out that, oh, not only do you have to have a commercial grade refrigerator, but your refrigerator needs to be up to a certain temperature. It has to meet certain temperature in order to be to pass inspection. If not, you won't pass inspection. So I found it out later. I get my uh, thermostats. Thank, thank goodness both of my refrigerators are where they need to be but then a few a few days before my inspection one of my refrigerators the compressor just goes so i'm all panicked first thing i do of course is i'm going to you know i jump on facebook and not facebook i jump on youtube and i got to figure out if, if i can fix this refrigerator i go through the process i found a great video that said check this check that check this then it may be your compressor i think it is my compressor after i went through everything now i don't have the time order energy or don't want to put in the effort to fix a refri you know to replace a compressor i don't have that knowledge i don't have that knowledge base so this is the first time i said i'm gonna have to call somebody just to find out what it costs so i call a repairman a repair place that does commercial refrigerator i say oh yeah i have this i think it was a um it's not the holbert board it's, it's a supreme refrigerator uh, under counter a uh, single door uh, refrigerator. I want to find out if you guys can come out and, you know, check it out for me. I said, it's on my food truck. So, oh, we, we don't, we don't do anything on food trucks. I'm like, what? What? What do you mean? Come to find out that most places and even your warranty could be voided because it's on a food truck. But it makes sense. Think about it. The food truck is bouncing, is moving, hitting potholes and God knows what. And if you ever seen what happens when you move your food truck, if, if you don't know, if you don't have things strapped, strapped down, things just fly around. I don't care how slow you go. They just fly around and including in stuff being flying around is your compressor and those refrigerators are being bounced around. So most service places. And even some of the um, uh, manufacturers are leery about, you know, committing to a warranty on a refrigerator that's going to be bounced around the city on highways and on, you know, on God knows what. So I couldn't find a repairman unless my refrigerator is on land to come out and take a look and fix my refrigerator. So that was a lesson learned. So for me now with that understanding, I'm going to make sure that not only is all the equipment in place, but I'm going to I'm, I'm going to treat this refrigerator like a big giant baby. I'm going to cradle and make sure that that compressor isn't bouncing around while we travel from one place to the other. Right. Uh, you know, what, whatever kind of cushion or foam or I, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. But I wanted to let you know. Be mindful when you're buying used equipment that things can meet temperature. That's one. All right. So I bought another refrigerator. And when I went to buy that refrigerator, I took my own thermostat, an NFS approved thermostat, 
put it into the refrigerator, waited 20 or 30 minutes to make sure that that thing got to temperature. This stuff is important. And this is the stuff that no one's going to tell you unless you know someone who's in the business that can say, hey, look out for this or look out for that. Equipment can be very frustrating because you it's a must have and it has to meet certain requirements. So this was um, this was a point of frustration for me because I'm like, I have the equipment, but I don't have the equipment. I have the equipment, but it's not reaching temperature. And what's critical in a, a refrigerator on a food truck inspection is your refrigerator. You must have, you got to have a refrigerator. I don't care what type of food that you're selling and it must be able to reach temperature. I don't have a freezer on my refrigerator, but I did just come across this amazing freezer. I'll talk about, I'll, I'll brag about this freezer later. But anyway, you must treat these things. It's like big, giant, delicate flowers. You know what I mean? Think of them like that. It's this big, giant flower that has to be treated so delicately because you're moving it around, you know? So those are, those are the three things. Those are my top three points of frustration. Things of, <laughs> I don't even want to call them frustration, but things that I suggest that you make sure that you be super mindful of, be aware. These are things, these are must haves and things that you must pay attention to in building out your own food truck trailer cart whatever these are things that are so important these are things that during inspection health inspectors look for and you need to make sure that they're right so hopefully you guys learn from me i'm going to wrap this up it's been what i've been on here for about 45 minutes and um, i hope this was helpful until next time food truck family be well keep building and i'll talk to you soon peace <laughs>